Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be together again. We are open for in-person services now, so I encourage you to join us at church on Sundays. It is always better to worship together, to be together, and to hear the message live. It is a safe environment as we observe all the protocols. So make your booking and let us enjoy being together. Amen. My text today is 1 Peter 4, 7, where we read, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. The message today is be alert. It says the end of all things is near. I would say the end of all things is very, very near. Remember, this was written in the first century. 2,000 years later, we are very, very near the end. In this, the third and final message on end time matters, I will be talking about a few things that we have to be aware of, some practical matters that we need to give attention to. The word says that we have to be alert. And so I want to alert you to some current things that are going on so that you may stay firm in the faith and not be taken captive to error or deceit. Amen. Here is a brief summary of what we covered in the last two messages. All the signs point to the fact that Jesus will return soon. The next big event in the biblical calendar is the rapture of the church. The world has experienced and is experiencing days of tribulation, but this is not the great tribulation that the Bible speaks of. The great tribulation will only start once the Antichrist is revealed. Now, the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. That is, the spirit of lawlessness, of being against the principles and values of Christ. What is restraining the revelation and action of the person who is the Antichrist is the presence of the church in the world through which the Holy Spirit acts and opposes him. And only once the church is taken away will the Antichrist be revealed. Then the world will experience the full force of his actions and then enter into that great tribulation time. In these messages, I have given you a general overview of what is going to happen going forward. There is a lot more, of course, to be said about the end times, and I will from time to time come back to this theme. Now, some of you may ask, if the church will not be here in the time of the great tribulation, why does the Bible tell us so much about it? Well, because there will be people left behind who are not ready for the coming of Christ, but new scripture. And, and, and maybe, maybe backslidden believers. And when they see what is going on, they will remember those scriptures and many of them will repent and come back to Christ. Many of those who repented will begin to preach the gospel again because during that time, people will still be able to make a decision for Christ. 
It will, of course, be a very costly decision. Well, it is costly today, but in those days, it will be even more difficult to follow Christ. And so these scriptures will be a roadmap to them to be able to endure much of what will take place in those days. Also, many Jews will turn to Jesus. During that, that tribulation period, the Lord is going to be dealing with His people, the Jewish nation, and many of them will turn to Jesus. There will be many Jews who will go about preaching the gospel. And so the fulfillment of these prophecies, that having them in the Word of God, being able to refer to them, will convince many and will guide many who are left behind. Now, your concern and my concern should not be on how we are going to live in those days or to know exactly what's going to happen in those days. But our concern should be on how to be ready for the rapture, how to live a life pleasing to God so that we will escape His wrath upon the earth. Our concern should be on how we can help others escape the wrath that is to come by sharing the gospel of Christ whenever we can, helping others come closer to Jesus whenever we can, and, and helping them so that by warning people of the coming judgment, they might be able to make a decision for Christ. Now, Jesus said once through a parable, occupy until I come. In other words, stay busy with your life, with the things that matter. Stay busy until I come. We should be busy living our lives in a godly way, adding kingdom value to our lives and to the lives of those under our influence. While doing that, we should also be alert to what is going on in the world. We are to keep a balance between understanding the times you're living in and actually going on with our lives. Over the years, I've seen too many believers go overboard with one aspect or another of the Christian life to the detriment of other areas of their Christian life. In the matter of end times, Already back in the 70s, many young people were saying that Jesus was coming back soon, so there was no need to study or to prepare for a better future on earth. They took bad decisions based on imbalanced assumptions and views. I like what I heard about Dr. Dale Moody once. He said, I live my life as if Jesus is coming back today, but I plan my life as if he's coming back in a hundred years. How's that, eh? Live your life in a manner that is pleasing to God. So if Jesus returns today, you are ready. But plan your life as if he's coming back after you're dead, man, all right? So plan your life, plan your future, take care of earthly matters, but do not be consumed by the cares of this world. Understand, we are just passing through. Our destination is to be with the Lord. It is okay to be aware of end times, but it is not okay to let that be all that concerns you. We tend to go to extremes. <laughs> Either that is all we talk about or we ignore it completely. You can go to extremes in any biblical doctrine. 
It can be speaking in tongues, water baptism, end times, the nation of Israel, healing, financial prosperity, and so on. And speaking of Israel, we are told to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Israel is one of the end time signs that we can look for. I did not mention this sign in my last two messages, but a major end time indicator is the nation of Israel. If, if you were born in the 30s or even 40s, you witnessed a miracle taking place, unless you missed it. When Jesus spoke of looking at the fig tree to discern end times, it could be referring to the nation of Israel. You see, in the Bible, the fig tree is a symbol of the nation of Israel. The Bible speaks of the dispersing and destruction of the Jewish nation. And then it speaks of its regathering back at the end times. In AD 70, Rome destroyed Jerusalem and Israel was dispersed. In 1948, Israel was recognized as a nation again. Jewish people came from all over the world to repopulate Israel, just like it was prophesied. And as prophesied in the Bible, deserts have been transformed into gardens. It is a prosperous, productive nation today. Listen to what the Bible says, Isaiah 35, 1. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Isaiah 27, 6. Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. <laughs> Until the last century or two, these verses were a mystery to many Bible students, but not anymore. Did you know that Israel today is a major exporter to the whole world, is a major exporter of fruit and flowers? <laughs> we have seen a miracle happening that is prophecy fulfilled and still being fulfilled. Are you aware of it? But there is a downside too. We have also seen over the past years a rise in anti-Semitism. That is, world nations opposing Israel. The Bible clearly says in Genesis 12, 3, that you are to honor the Jewish people. It says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Remember when we looked at the six great chapters of the Bible? You see, out of the Jewish nation, out of the covenant, that covenant chapter. Out of that came Christ and the whole earth received a savior. And listen, one day he, Christ, will rule the earth from Jerusalem and all the families of the earth shall be fully blessed. Every nation throughout history, every nation that has honored the Jewish people has prospered. But now, things are changing. Nations that once were for Israel are now turning against Israel. That 
is prophecy coming to pass. Again, are you aware of it? Be alert to the news. Yes, it is under the disguise of a lot of political and humanistic jargon. But the bottom line is that there is a lot of injustice against Israel. And many nations and world leaders are falling into this deception. This is also prophesied and will intensify as the end time approaches. We are watching end time prophecy happening before our eyes. Are you watching? Are you alert to what is going on? Now, you don't have to go to extremes now, okay, and adopt now Jewish words or customs just because you believe the Jewish nation has a role to play in end times or because you believe that the Lord still has a plan for his people, which, of course, he does have. But you must be alert and understand that you are watching God's clock ticking. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the well-being and safety of Jerusalem. Now, peace, shalom is the Hebrew word, does not mean absence of conflict. I mean, you hear about conflict all the time in Jerusalem and surrounding areas. But even in our own everyday lives, you and I, we, are, we constantly have to deal with one or other type of conflict. You see, peace is not the absence of conflict, but in the middle of conflict, we can have peace inside. We can be sure of our position with God. We can be free from bitterness and hatred because we have the Prince of Peace as our Lord and Savior. And so, even if we have to fight for something and face conflict, trials, tribulations, we still have that inner peace, that inner confidence that we are not alone, that He is with us. Amen? A few other points we need to be alert about. Listen, to be alert does not mean to be fearful. Okay? I'll repeat that. To be alert does not mean to be fearful. Too many believers are allowing this pandemic and many related matters to bring fear to their hearts. Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. That term, look up, it means to lift yourself up and be elated in joyous expectation. It's not merely a looking up. It's like, you look up with a joyous expectation. So when you see these things beginning to happen, it's not time to be afraid, but to have a joyous expectation because our redemption is near. We will see Christ returning. We will see the earth eventually becoming what it was supposed to become. Amen? So when you see these things happening, once again, it is not time to fear. It's not time to be afraid, but to have a joyous expectation because our redemption is near. Then be alert to inaccurate information. Man, you've heard it. Don't take the vaccine. It's the bark of the beast. It's going to change your DNA. It's going to control your mind. And with the vaccine, they're going to put a chip in you and so on. Listen, first, you need to know that you cannot take the mark of the beast until the Antichrist 
is revealed, okay? So this vaccine is not the mark of the beast. And he hasn't been revealed yet. And therefore, it cannot be the mark of the beast. If you believe a jab vaccine can undo everything that the blood of Christ has done for you, <laughs> then there is something wrong with your theology. The Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And nothing they can put in you or on you can change that. To take the mark of the beast, you will have to deny Christ. And from what I've observed, they're not even asking what religion you belong to before vaccinating you. Some are concerned that they will be forced to take the vaccine. Well, at the moment, no. People are being encouraged, not forced to take the vaccine. But in some cases, people are required to take the vaccine. And this is not new. If you want to travel to some countries in the world today, they require you to take specific vaccinations. Otherwise, they won't let you into their countries. And it's a health safety issue, not a religious issue, not a controlling issue. You still have the final decision if you want to take the vaccine and go or don't take it and, and stay. And so there may be instances in the future where this may be the case with the COVID-19 injection. They might require you to take it if you want to do certain things and go certain places. Now, this vaccine is like all the other, other vaccines that exist. The difference with this one is that it was developed quickly and given an accelerated trial period, which means that they are still not sure of all the side effects of the various vaccines. They are learning as they go. Every vaccine has risks attached to them. However, most vaccines have been through an extended time of testing, so they have a much better understanding of the side effects. This one, of course, has not had that benefit. And so, you need to make your own decision based on your experience of previous vaccines, based on your medical history, and based on your conversation with your doctor if it is safe for you to take this vaccine or not. It is basically your decision. I know that some people are biased and are against vaccines, all vaccines. And when they speak about vaccines, they, they make good arguments against taking this vaccine. These people have some good points and we can take note of those, but we should also know that they are biased against vaccines. So we cannot just accept everything that they say. I am not against vaccines. I am cautious when taking vaccines and I want to know more about them before taking them. So exercise your common sense. Look at your medical history. Make an informed personal choice. But know that the vaccine is just that, a vaccine. It's not the mark of the beast. It's not population control. It's not mind control. And then, of course, <laughs> it is the matter of the chirp, okay? This is an old story going back to the 80s and 90s. I know there is no chirp in these vaccines. And in itself, listen, the chirp is just a chirp, not the mark of the beast. However, all these experiments that they are doing with implanted chirps is, I believe, a preparation of what is to come. From a technological point of view and from a practical point of view, it makes sense to have a chip. Huh? How many times have I left home in a hurry and left my wallet behind? Well, 
thought if I had a chirp, I could go ahead and do my shopping anyway. And when it came to the toll, instead of giving my card or cash, they could just swipe my hand and make the payment. If I get stopped in a roadblock, they just swipe my hand and they find out I'm just a nice guy on my way home. It's very convenient, you see, except that this very system could possibly be used in future to control people. Technology is neutral. It's what people do with technology that matters. And unfortunately, people could use this for all the wrong reasons. They may not even need a chip. Look at what they are doing with artificial intelligence, AI, today. <laughs> so listen, be alert. Know what is going on. Read, be aware, but don't become paranoid about these matters. Again, when the time comes where you cannot buy or sell without the system of the Antichrist, you will be required to deny your faith to use that system. Nothing that they put in you or on you can undo what Christ has done. Only your conscientious choice to deny the faith can separate you from eternal life with God. Only your apostasy initiated by your own decision will cause death. So don't give years to messages which have no sound scientific or theological foundation, okay? And then be alert to what the time is that we are living in. What time is it? This pandemic is not the Great Tribulation. It is not those final end time signs that Jesus said. This is merely the birth pangs, as Jesus said. This is not the one world government. The fact that governments forced lockdowns, including the closing of churches, was in response to a real threat. Now, listen, it is true. It is true that many governments, institutions, and individuals capitalized and are capitalizing on this pandemic for personal gain. That's true. However, this exercise, what has happened across the world, it has shown the world how easy it is to control entire nations. Listen, this whole episode that we've lived through and are living through, listen, this has been a dressed rehearsal for what is to come, for the times of the Great Tribulation. There, there was a time when, when people laughed at what the Bible says. You know, the biblical prophecies of one world government and one man rule? <laughs> well, now we've seen that it is possible. And given that the Antichrist will have supernatural powers given by Satan, one can see that it is possible to bring whole nations under control of a few people, or maybe even under control of one man. You see? So yes, it is almost fearful what we see going on. But this is not that. This is not it. It's not the Great Tribulation. So no fear. Learn, be alert, and continue to live for Christ. So what must we do in this season that the world is going through? We must be alert and we must watch what is happening around us. World events, natural disasters, 
politics, economy, health, the church, the nation of Israel. As we have studied, the Bible speaks of signs in each of these spheres. We are alert and watching not to produce fear and panic in us, but rather to motivate us to stay faithful to the Lord and to His calling in our lives. What is necessary is that we don't suffer from the paralysis of analysis, where we get so caught up in analyzing all that is happening around us that we become ineffective and ignore our mission to be and to make disciples. Jesus said, occupy until I come. In other words, continue with your life and with the mission of the kingdom until he comes. Study, work, get in the word, allow the word to change your life. Tell others about Jesus and help them become disciples of Jesus too. For Awaken Life Church, our mission is connect, grow, mobilize. Remember, how are you doing these days with our mission? Too many Christians are afraid when they see all these signs happening. What does the Bible teach? When you see these things, what must you do? Look up. Have a joyous expectation. Rejoice. Because it means our redemption is near. And we will see Jesus. Rejoice, not tremble. Rejoice, not panic. Rejoice, not fear. So, let me close by reading our opening text again. 1 Peter 4, verse 7. The end of all things is very, very near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind. In other words, don't get caught up in deception, extremes, conspiracy theories. Sober mind so that you may pray. So that you may Pray effective, bold, wise prayers. I hope these three messages, the last today and the previous two, have helped you to have an overview of where we are in the end times calendar. And that it gives you practical instruction on how to live in these times. There is much more to say about this topic. And from time to time, I will talk more about these matters. May the Holy Spirit help you and encourage you to lift your head and live boldly and courageously in these last days, resisting the spirit of the Antichrist and living a life that is pleasing to God, no matter at what cost, as we expect the blessed hope, the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, there's no doubt it is exciting times that you are living in. Yes, difficult times, tragic times for many people, but exciting in the sense that we see prophecies being fulfilled and we acknowledge that you will soon be coming, Lord, and this earth will experience true peace, true justice. Lord, help us to be faithful. Help your people, Lord. And so many of our brothers and sisters are still struggling with these issues and allowing fear to creep in their heart and uncertainty. Lord, help us to be well grounded in your word, Father God, to lift up our heads and have a joyous expectation of your return. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Lord be with you. May the peace of God be with you, filling your heart and 
protecting you day by day. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Amen.